Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Dr. Homebrew, thanks for joining us. We have a pretty good show lined up for you. I guess, I assume, I don't know. They just push me in the chair and go, here, here's the button. How do you know? None of us has said a damn thing yet. How do you know what this show's going to be like? I, I have a gut feeling. Optimism? Lee. You're an optimist. I'm an optimist. You're a glass half full yeah. kind of guy. I'm an optometrist. I brought no. beers. No. So that, that's no. not looking good for you. That's true. Also, no. how do you assume you're welcoming people back? You always say welcome back. How do you assume that someone's not just randomly tuning into show thirty <laughs> something and oh, let's just try random show thirty something? And what are you doing with Optimism. that hair all over your face? <sighs> I don't know. And what are your what kind of socks yeah. are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing your mismatched fans socks. Wants to know. Yeah, all that hair on your face, it looks awful. And what's this brain oil band shirt you're wearing? Is there some weird guys in that band that you know? I mean, the shirt's the coolest thing on that side of the room. When was the last time the Sharks won anything? Recently. And who cares? I wonder what they're doing right now. I don't know. Nobody out there can see this stuff, so this is really weird. This is the All About JP show. It's like everybody's in my mind right now. That's right. It's all about you. Is this what you had thought when you said this is going to be a great show? No. (laughs) All right, here we go. What I meant by a great show is um, we have some commercial beer to drink. Oh, well, we do have that. <laughs> right. Are you saying that commercial beer is better than homebrew? Yes. Oh, he stuck his foot in. <clears throat> I was talking yeah. to um, my good, close, personal friend, Pushy Jack, uh, and he was talking about, we're talking about brewing and whatever, you know, whatever whatever bros talk about, <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, my, my I like my homebrewing setup right now. I go, yeah, what are you doing? Anything you like different? And he goes, oh, it basically involves me going down to the store and buying beer. <laughs> And I go, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty consistent. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, it makes me happy. It works pretty well. I go, huh. his good home for you. Bre- his homebrew setup's great when it's just sitting in the garage, not getting used. Yeah. And he's going right. and buying beer. The keg still sees Yeah. You still get time with the kids. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, so we have a, a brand new sponsor on the show, uh, Pico Brew. The Zymatic. Pick-a-brew. If you guys have ever uh, heard about this, it made a couple waves every now and then in the, the home brewing circles. Uh, it's a, a countertop uh, brewing system where essentially it, it, you brew two and a half gallons and uh, you load up all your ingredients in this uh, kind of plexiglass insert or whatever. They load it in the machine. They don't come in little pods. They, they don't come in little... Well, I don't know. Sort of, kind of. I mean, the grain goes in a, in a little thing and okay. then the hops go in a uh, little um, like mesh cartridges. Yeah, I've seen some um, of the articles about this thing. Yeah, That's and cool. uh, you load up your recipe online. You do your whole uh, your whole deal. Load it up. Load it up in the machine. Wi-Fi. Super easy to use. And uh, you push the button. And then you can go and have a life. You don't need to slave over a friggin' kettle. So wow. I, I have one, and I've been using it, and oh. I friggin' love it. I cool. love it. Really? Yeah. You've yeah. been using this? What, what have I you have. I've used it twice. So what have you gotten done beer? while brewing? Well, I bet you can tell us about. I took naps. I got caught up on uh, season four of Dexter. No, um, I I hung my Christmas lights. I cleaned out my gutters. uh, Had an argument with my girlfriend, and uh, then for the second batch, I double batched. Uh, Warren, you came over. You and Candace, your lovely wife, slave slave controller. Yeah, Um, she let me come over. She let you come over. Yeah, and uh, we played games. Like while we were brewing, I was I was having fun. With friends, not and, the brewing's not you. fun, but brewing's not fun. Like, come on, really? You're sitting in a garage for the entire day. Friends you can't do too. anything. You yeah. still have yeah. the the smell of the brewing going on in your house. It still smells like that nice, yeah, mash. Yeah. Uh, it did make your activity house smell really on. nice. Yeah, walking in and having the mash just going yeah. right then. instead of like failure. You know it smelled like right. ESB. <laughs> Next time you do this, yeah. yeah, come over and clean my gutters. I can't oh. do it. I, yeah, but you could. You I would have, have time. time. To drive out to my <laughs> yeah. house, clean the gutters, and get back. I, yeah. I hate. I I hate cleaning gutters. That's oh my why god! I'm asking. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. 
<laughs> but uh, check them out. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're serious about about brewing some beer and and it's consistent also because the the numbers are the same. You don't have to worry about adjusting the ball valve or you know for your runoff or or you know like uh, Casey. Excuse me. On our last show, you bumped the boil the burner up to high or whatever and boiled off some beer. You don't have to worry about that with the Pico Brew. Yeah. So when did you get and this thing? And last month. Is this part of the? Did you buy this? No, no. It's part of the sponsorship. It's oh, part of the sponsorship. Why does they, all that stuff go to you? They were nice enough because I approached them with it. They were nice enough to give me a machine to use because I've never used it before. And if I'm, I just like look. If I'm going to talk about it, I got to. You got experience. Right? I got yeah. experience. It right. That's right. And, and the amount of space it takes up is tiny compared to any amount of if you're even if you're just cooking on your stovetop in your kitchen. Yeah. The, it takes up less space than just a, a 10 gallon kettle. Absolutely. And so it does everything in less space. And so if you have an apartment or anything like Good that for urban life, yeah. right exactly. It, it's self-contained and it does everything in a smaller package than you could get from anywhere else. Yeah. You wow. can do your own mm-hmm. recipes on this thing. You, yeah. do, you, you can do your own recipes. You can also pull recipes from the cloud. Have hmm. you ever heard of the cloud? Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of the cloud. McLeod Brewing? McLeod Brewing. <laughs> right. um, so, like, uh, Annie Johnson, the home brewer of the year last year, or the year before, 2013, um, she is uh, helping uh, develop some recipes for the Pico Brew, for the Zymatic. And uh, so you can grab her recipes. You can grab other people's recipes. You can upload your recipes to the community. Really? They got Annie's recipes for this thing? Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I, that, that's worth nails. buying the thing right there. <laughs> kind of is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was really impressed because you, you, you pick a recipe and then you just transfer it to your... You, you hit uh, transfer recipe to your library, yes or no, and you hit yes. And then it's in your library. And then when you turn the machine on, it automatically syncs up with your library and it loads all your recipes in the machine. Hmm. So you can sit there and flick the dial and go, um, this is the one I'm doing. And it's right there. It's I don't know. I was really impressed with it. Sweet. All Wi-Fi. So anyway, check them out, picobrew.com. Uh, they're really great. If you have any questions, uh, send an email to Annie. She'll answer them all. Uh, there's a bunch of videos, a uh, community up there. It's uh, I don't know. It's a fascinating thing. Awesome. Pico Brew. So I have some beer in a carboy. I should keg it this weekend. And the next, show, yeah. the next show, I'll bring it in. I'll well, bring it in and we'll drink it. Make sure it's kicked it, by Saturday. It was fermenting in your closet. Yeah. So if it doesn't taste great, it's not any reflection on the Pico Brew system itself. Right? <laughs> no, it's probably my it's sanitary condition. The, the radioactive fluorescent <laughs> right, yeah. has some yeah. issues. Well, you know, I've I've been uh, it's covered, and uh, you know, in I don't what? I don't have it in a, a, a carboy bag. Oh, okay. I, I don't have I don't have uh, any way to really uh, regulate that right now. I'm sure. Know? It's not the middle of the summer here, you know. That's, That's true. Oh, yeah. It has a chance. My house is like 64. It's great. It should be fine, perfect yeah. for an ESB or whatever. I think it's yeah, fine. Sure. Yeah, Warren. Piece of shit. I was just making it better for Pico Brew when it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> you don't know that it's not going to taste good. <laughs> just assume just because it's JP's beer that it's not going to taste very well, good. Well, I've That's had a few of his horrible. beers. so I've had a few years, too. Right. We're, yeah. about, to, we're about to hear how bad mine is. <laughs> whatever. So. I did hit my numbers. Yeah. Dead on, cool. nice. Yeah, with little. Uh, they, uh, cool. They have a little like a uh, valve where you can take a, a needleless um, sir- syringe. Just, yeah, no. and you just screw it in, and you can pull out so it's enough for samples for uh, like hi- not Spe- hydrometer samples, but refractometer samples. Yeah. yeah, very wow. fancy. It's pretty slick. Yeah. Ed. You'll dig it. Anyway, check it out. You guys will enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Um, uh, but speaking of sanitary conditions to brew, I do want to tell you about our key sponsor, Five Star. You go to fivestarchemicals.com, PBW, Star Sand. These are the people who are responsible for that and responsible for you, most likely, brewing really good beer because your equipment is clean and sanitary. You can't, and. And. That's and. right. You can't do both at the same time, people. This is, this is not one. true. No. So, uh, you well, know. you can clean one thing and sanitize another thing at the same time. <laughs> and then it's a wash, right? Oh. That should work. Right. I think, you know, Brian's as, as, smarter than he looks. As long as you end with the sanitary thing, it's fine, right? You're all right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but check them out. FiveStarChemicals.com. And they actually kind of have a, a pretty cool little write-up on their website about why you can't clean and sanitize at the same time. You have to clean... And then you have to sanitize. Uh, they have powerful chemicals, but uh, nothing's that powerful. Come on. Get out of here. Get out of here with that stuff. I'm talking crazy talk. God, yeah. What are you, uh, why is Lee flexing? No? no? Yeah. Oh, you're powerful? Yeah. Lee's also He's powerful. Very, Lee's also very, very strong, powerful. man. Yeah. Uh, so today on the show, we have uh, one guest, one special guest. His name is Warren Boltz, and yep. he works at Heretic Brewing Company. Yep. Wait. I should stop Warren saying what? that. Her- uh, huh? Warren Heretic what? at Billups. Who, wh- 
Brewing Cup or what? What? Who he are has you? A last name. A he guy. Does. A guy okay. from somewhere who does something. <laughs> yeah, at a place. At a place. Uh, Beardy. In case you guys don't know. Beardy. He's a ringer. And uh, he is a ringer. Um, but he was actually the last one to brew on my on my setup, <laughs> on my homebrew setup, because you're, I don't uh, brew anymore. You're pre-Pico your non-Pico setup. setup. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't think I'm going to brew on my system anymore. I and, think I'm just going to Pico brew. And before I brewed last time, was I the person who also brewed the time before that? No, I think I had to brew something in between oh. that, like, uh, smoke beer. That's a killer smoke beer. Yeah. yeah. That almost killed you. I never tried any of it. Oh, you didn't? You haven't brought us any. You, you threatened to bring keep it. Keep asking. You know, uh, well, I, I don't have any more. You're not missing out. Uh, I li- look that for the uh, uh, brewcaster <laughs> challenge. I should have won that if I had if I had Brian uh, Lee there who actually knew what they were doing. Th- that would have been uh, much better turnout. And you know what? Screw everybody for going. I don't like either of them. Well, yeah. Okay, great. Then I, get I out of here. Like either of them. Yeah. Then you should have. Uh, then you should have abstained. I judged one of I the tried, but I challenges. had to vote. I think it was older though. It was before that one. Yeah, Life you guys were like in the fair. second or whatever. Imperial Red or something. Yeah, yeah. Life yeah. is just not fair. And it's then, not uh, fair. Justin beat you then too. No, I beat Justin. Oh, you beat Justin that yeah. time. Yeah, that's oh. how I got to brew. My memory is poor. It's <laughs> McDole. But I don't know. I like mine better anyway. But anyway, so we have Warren. He brought a Hellas in, and we're going to uh, talk to him about that because not only does Warren Warren likes to brew so much that he gets paid to do it, then he pays to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very few brewers, actually, professional brewers, still brew at home. Like, they just get so busy with the the thing and the day-to-day. It's like, ah, just, you know, get it all in at work, and yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's a hard battle, because my wife definitely makes the argument of, you get paid to do this during the week. I'm not going (laughs) to let you spend your weekends doing it. But then I just go over to... Jason's and I don't have to hear her tell me how I can't do just, it. Just tell there. us part so. of being the consummate, dedicated professional. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. How else am I going to be better is. at my craft? Right. <laughs> I need to get this going. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you were doing some office job where you're expected to behave like a professional, you'd be putting in lots of extra hours doing work. Sure. Yeah. So why not right. do it where you actually get some benefit? Right. Pilot right. batches at JP's. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Um, so we're going to try your Hellas worn. Great. And we're going to figure that out. And then we're going to do a commercial calibration. It's been a couple shows since we've done that. And uh, one of the beers that we have is widely available throughout the nation. Now. Right now. It probably will be in uh, January 1 when this hits. Um, Celebration from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, which is uh, probably the best IPA I've ever had in my entire life. I was going to say, your favorite IPA. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a red dry hop thing. I don't know. I prefer how it tastes in February. I buy it in December. Do you really? Yeah. You're one of those people? I let all the hops Mm. settle out, and then it's more just a red. It's kind of an amber ale, a red ale. Yeah. Right. Why don't you buy a red ale? Um, I don't like red ales either. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like red ales, but you wait for the IPA to become one. I don't know that I wait for. Well, yeah, you do. I, you I forget. Literally, about it. just said that I you wait for it. I forget about it in the back of my fridge because I didn't like how it tasted when I bought it. <laughs> Get out of here, Warren! You all don't right, know. All right, Fred, you're talking about. Well, break. So uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna take a break and then we come back. We're gonna jump into Warren Tellus, right? Yes, that's what we're doing first. Okay, cool. Uh, it's Doctor Home, everyone. Stay tuned, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna be making fun of Beardy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. 
Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now serving patient number 189. Number 189 to the counter, please. Now back to Dr. Homebrew.
It's beardy time. Shit. Beardy, beardy, beardy. What made you want to brew a Hellas, Warren? Because I wanted to have a nice drinkable beer at home in a keg-sized volume. In keg-sized um, volume? And German German styles are my favorite styles. I agree. And You're going so, to Germany soon, right? <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> you don't um, know. You still don't know if you're going. Well, we're waiting on uh, a friend who's in the army to get actually stationed there, so that way we have a place to stay for free. Oh, um, she's not stationed there yet. Correct. She's currently in South Korea. Um, but last I heard, in March, she's supposed to get the transfer, and then after March. It's just whenever. Where in Germany? Hmm. Um, it's going to be, I believe, about an hour and a half north of Munich. Oh, right outside Bamberg. Yes. Oh, close, close to the, yeah. Close you to need Bamberg. to go visit. Yeah. You need to go visit. <laughs> oh, I, I, need to go visit. I really want to. Yeah. Um, I also have some friends that live in Bonn, which is really close to um, Dortmund and uh, Cologne. Cologne, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about going over there too because <clears throat> Kolsch is one of my favorites. Um, That's fun, yeah, to all the cultures. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) I plan on taking notes because I don't intend on remembering anything about... (laughs) I will just... Get you a little recorder. Until until there's no coaster left for them to cut notches in or punch holes in. (laughs) They have a lot of coasters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, they'll bring another coaster if I fill it? They'll bring you another one. Yeah. They'll be good. Whatever whatever they need to get that American dollar. All right. Well... Well, that's yeah. good. I'm, I wish so, I was going. I hope you'll have fun. I do, too. Um, okay, who wants to start with Warren's yeah. Hellas? Is this a recipe you just kind of made up, or um, did you it's, steal it's it from really someone? It's a really simple beer. I just did 100% Vireman Pills. Um, it was a... I believe I was shooting for about 12 gallons post-boil, um, mm-hmm. so I did about 22 pounds of Vireman Pills and 5 ounces of Halatau Mitofru in 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it was all... Uh, Y yeast twenty thirty five American lager sixty minutes sixty minute boil oh uh, well, no, sixty minute hop edition oh, I did a ninety I did a ninety minute boil oh, okay. wow look um, at Lee judging you already that's right yeah. judging really, you that's already. all you, you're you ignoring your boss's yeah. advice yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah listen to your boss yeah. dude no wonder this tastes like shit <laughs> right yeah yeah so ninety minute boil but sixty minute hop edition and that was all right. it that's reasonable um, uh, I did. Um, do some water adjustment. I actually used the water uh, that we get at Heretic. I pull it right out of the cold liquor tank. Um, and then... Because that's easy. Right. Um, I actually borrowed a couple of Jamel's old homebrew kegs at, to bring the water home. And then um, adjusted with uh, calcium chloride and calcium... Or gypsum, calcium sulfate, um, to get a, a normal uh, calcium... PPM that we use at the brewery to get good flocculation, and so um, how's that compared to Munich water? Um, We're asking all this before we go over the beer. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all right. Um, <clears throat> We're in it. What was all talking about? That I don't know. I was just kind of targeting a a, high, a ratio of of chlorides to sulfates, um, uh, leaning towards the chlorides, um, but. So I think it was about maybe 12 grams of calcium chloride and 4 grams of gypsum um, it, to, make, to make 12 gallons. My PPM calculator is not working. Right, right yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, let, I let my brewing software do that. So okay. that's what I did. All right. Okay. Lee? All right. You, uh, well, start breaking this beer down. I'll, I'll break this beer down. Um, I would say some things are excellent in this beer: sweet pills, malt aroma, <laughs> cracky, crackery with a, a a nice low noble hop aroma, sort of a little bit of lavender in there. I'm not picking up any esters, not picking up any sulfur. Those are good things. Uh, just a little bit of a low spicy hop aroma in there. Um, there's definitely some DMS in there. In fact, there's, I think, a fair amount of DMS in here. Yeah. I mean, the style allows a little because it's a pills malt-based thing, but I think this exceeds a little. Um, it's it's a fairly strong note. And I'm also picking up just a little bit of diacetyl in the nose, I thought. 
Um, so it's sort of hinting at maybe some ferment issues there. Um, the appearance, it pours a medium-low white foam, which fades quickly to a low head. It needs some better retention and uh, better foam size on the head. But um, other than that, brilliant beer. I mean, it's very, very clear. Super clear, yeah. Yeah, and it's a nice pale gold color. I mean, it's spot on for what you'd expect on a Hella. So it looks pretty. It just needs more head to it. Um, flavor, crisp pills malt, medium with a medium DMS, Mills, sorry, <laughs> Get this backwards. A medium pills malt flavor with a medium DMS flavor. It's way too high. Um, medium low hop flavor, spicy noble variety, kind of lavendery. Um, no ferment esters. Balanced slightly to the malt, which is about right for the style. Finishes slightly sweet, sweet with lingering pills malt, some hops, and some DMS. A little bit of diacetyl. And I wasn't really sure if I was picking up any acetaldehyde or not. Um, I think it's mostly just diacetyl and a fair amount of DMS. Um, so, again, this is sort of hinting at maybe some ferment issues here. Uh, the mouthfeel, medium body, slightly slick, which is probably the diacetyl. Medium carbonation, not hot or astringent at all. Uh, moderate creaminess was nice. Slight slickness was out of style, else it's really good for the mouthfeel. It pretty much comes across like a hellas there. For the overall impression, good recipe. Well-balanced, good Hellas by the recipe. Ferment character is a little out of style. Too much DMS, uh, more than acceptable for the style. Definitely some diacetyl in there. Not not that much, but that really shouldn't be there at all. So, I mean, for the DMS, we could talk about boil length, but you already went over that. 90 minutes should be enough. I probably, I don't know that that's the issue I, here. I've got an idea of where that came in. Okay, and you will tell yeah. us that. Um, and the diacetyl is kind of suggesting maybe it didn't get a good diacetyl rest or it just generated too much of the stuff during the ferment. Yeah. Um, so you probably need to add a little more diacetyl rest for the boil. You're going to tell us why you think it was. I mean, the yeah. classic re- reasons would be insufficient boil or some sort of contamination, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect. It tastes clean. I mean, it doesn't taste like sure. there's any infection here at all. So my guess would be the boil. Um, let's see what Brian has to say. <clears throat> I agree with a lot of what uh, what Lee said there too. Uh, that the the malt character and the aroma is is actually pretty nice. It's got a light, clean pills malt aroma, a little low kind of uh, graham crackery kind of hint to, you know, in there. It's nothing intense, but just uh, so pleasant, smooth uh, pills malt. Um, I thought I got a little hint of some banana like ester in there, like a, just a faint bit. There was some, some a little funky in there, but definitely uh, a faint bit of, of diacetyl more than more than threshold there, uh, a little buttery, uh, but not intense. Not like wow, rah, you know. Uh, <laughs> hops in there, pretty faint, and, you write and a that? little spicy thing. <laughs> Did you write? Rah, I, I couldn't figure out how to spell that, so I just said, "Make that weird noise." Yeah. Um, you know, low kind of floral and, um, yeah, um, a little bit of spice maybe in the hops, but just very faint. Uh, definitely, definitely like kind of medium-low corn-like DMS in there. I didn't get any acetaldehyde uh, in there, no green apple. But, yeah, definitely uh, like smelling the inside of a, 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 a can of, uh, you know, can corn, from, you know, green giant corn after you'd... You know, you've cooked it, and you're like, go grab the can. You're gonna throw it away, and you just sniff it. And it's like a little bit like that, not intense, but it's it's enough there, like you know, above, inten- above where you where you want it to be. Not not, in, not intense, but intends. Not, not intended, <laughs> maybe, yeah. but uh, no. Singular. Got- uh, shit. Uh, appearance wise, you know, pretty nice, brilliant. You know, the right color, nice clarity, very brilliant. Um, and uh, you know, had a low white head that faded after a little while. Maybe some of the some of those uh, kind of medium chain proteins have gone by the wayside one way or another. I don't know what, what's happening there, but it, it did fade fairly quickly. It didn't stick around too long, but uh, otherwise, it's it's a pretty beer, nice and shiny, with some kind of you know bright highlights in it. You know, it's bad when they just keep focusing on right. how good, how it clear looks it is. real nice. It's such a pretty hey, beer. Yeah. At, at least, least it doesn't have any head. At least yeah. your beer looks good. At least your beer looks good. Oh, it's right. Grog Tag oh, Award yeah. all over this. Grog Tag. <laughs> we're giving it the Grog Tag yeah. Award just based on that. Oh, and because we're the only brewer. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's definitely a malt balance with a Pills malt uh, character sticking through. Definite sulfury DMS in the flavor. Uh, I, I got uh, a chalky, chalky kind of mineraly element in this too, with the medium dry finish. It's just 
has a weird impression to it in the the water kind of uh the flavors that are, that are bouncing off the water in there um a little chalky tasting um low hops overall low bitterness you know where it should be pretty much finishes again very dry lager ferment evident but uh you know there's no no acetaldehyde uh and i'm really not getting as much uh diacetyl in the flavor so it's it's a little little lighter in the flavor it seems like but yeah in the aroma i got it right away um body wise it's kind of light body medium low carbonation lightly creamy um a bit drying and chalky feeling in there too the mouthfeel just it doesn't quite feel right um so it seems to be a pretty decent recipe decent hellas but a couple of issues in the way is something a little odd about the water profile it suggests using a a moderate carbonate water with lower overall minerals um you don't want to get the uh the chlorine the chloride or the sodium uh or the um you know even the calcium too high in that you know if you get uh uh, we were talking about water profiles. The the Dortmund water has a lot higher calcium than than Munich, and it, it almost has some kind of Dort like tendencies in there. The, the way that the you know what bitterness is there that's about yeah. playing off the minerals in the water. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So it's it's I, it's definitely off style for a Hellas as far as the water profile goes, and what the what the malt and the hops are doing with that. Uh, and that that dry chalkiness to it, it just it it's it's just not quite right. But yeah, and there might be again, you know, you gotta watch that fermentation. Make sure you're pitching a healthy, vigorous yeast from a, a reputable source, and keeping keeping it happy for as long as you can. So um, yeah, um, but you know, I gave it a um, what what did I give it? Seven twenty nine. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I gave it to. Yeah, it's a good there um, you go. fair to Midland. I- <laughs> Hellas. I actually thought about telling, having you judge it as a, a Dortmund export. Yeah, might have um, picked up a couple extra points on yeah, that because the mineral. Profile. Why is that? Right, just, exactly. Just from the mineral, because of the mineral, yeah. mineral content. Because I, I agree with pretty much everything both of you guys. Said. Then we would say, well, bump um, up the bitterness a little bit, and, right? And, <laughs> right, and get rid of that DMS. It's not quite still. export either. Yeah, but it's closer to that. I thought than it Hellas. might score a little bit higher than yeah. Hellas. Well, yeah. this is one of the points of the show, right? Is to figure right. out how to enter this kind of stuff. So this would happen, right. I think, to any brewer. Sure, you, you kind of brew it and, and, and you adjust the water, and you don't really know what you're doing. And uh, sure, and you know. and I think that's. I thought about saying judges as a as an export, but it was like, well, I I was shooting for a Hellas, so just go ahead with that and see what yeah. happens. But yeah. I I agree, it it's closer to an export than a than a Hellas because of the mineral content, um, which makes it what a little more crisp or something, a little lighter in body. A little crisper, a little more mineral forward. Okay. Not necessarily lighter, I would say, but it, it helps balance out the maltiness a bit more. Yeah, it, it affects but the way the, the DMS comes is the across. Worst flaw there, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the DMS, I because I did a ninety-minute boil, so theoretically it, that should have gotten rid of a lot of it. But what I did was a habit from just doing ales with just pale ale malt and everything. Once the boil's done, I put my a lid on the kettle, covering pretty much most of it. Well, because what I do is I've got a, a a whirlpool arm on my kettle, and so I put the lid on, Let and then I have a counter a counterflow chiller, and so I just chill it, running through the whirlpool arm with the lid on, just to keep the air out and everything yeah. else while it's chilling. But that's also trapping in all of the DMS that's forming yeah. what, before it gets down below 140. Maybe you whatever. could hook up like a, so, a filtered vacuum cleaner to your... <laughs> right. Um, yeah, right. That would fit inside yeah. your kettle. I just need a HEPA filter. That way I can... A HEPA filter. I can let the, kettle, I can yeah. the filtered yeah. air come in while it's cooling. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm, I do kind of the same thing, but I usually don't cover it. And the temp starts dropping down to about 185, 180. So it's sure. a little cooler. Yeah. I, yeah. I should have just covered it later. And so I think that's where a lot of the DMS came from was just I just put the lid on and then let it cool the whole way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it should be fairly safe with a, a 90-minute boil if you drive it hard enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you go to a 120-minute boil just for fun, it might go <laughs> more right. color then too. But, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, that's weird. So that's my, as close as I'm, I can come to I'm paranoid. Out where the DMS would be coming yeah. from. Hmm. I always cover my beer too, whatever whatever it is. I yeah, always, I do the same yeah. thing. I always never, put the lid on. I mean, I thought it was more important to to drive it off during the boil than it is during cooling. It'll yeah, still it'll, form it'll, while it's hot. Yeah, 
As yes. long as the wort's hot above about 140. But I, I thought there was like a, a, a threshold or a time where you you didn't have to worry about it because you drove it off. Is that not During accurate? During oil, yeah. yeah. But if you cover it, you turn off the heat, it's still 212 in there. I mean, it's just stopping the There's boil. There's still some SMM. You cover it up, you're still right. generating some DMS. And if it takes 15 minutes to cool it down. Even though you did a 90-minute boil to, yeah. to drive off the precursors there, for it? There's so yeah. much of the precursors, you're not going to drive it all off. Even. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, with a 90-minute, you're driving off more than you would in a 60. Yeah. But you're, the, still, the goal is to just chill it as fast as possible. Okay. Um, and so I think that's where quite a bit of that came. It's yeah. obviously still in the beer. Yeah. Um, the diastol, I'm not totally sure about. I mean, because I, I... Although, uh, I kind of got inspired to do this beer also because um, we had Dan Gordon on the sh- on the session right before and I was talking to him about doing a cold conditioning rest instead of at the end of primary and warming up five degrees or so to do a traditional the home brewing diastole rest at Gordon Biersch they do a cold rest after primary and we'll step it down a few degrees a day and hold it at 40 until all of the precursors of diastole are gone and hmm. so yeah. I haven't really heard of any home brewing um people talking about doing that and so you wanted like, to be the first i so wanted to write to be a cool article <laughs> right. about it exactly and so instead i get a 29 on dr homebrew yeah. because i <laughs> don't try to be the cool guy um, well guess what hey, but well, yeah so, kudos for trying you know right. i mean it, it it works for gordon beers obviously they get rid of theirs so yeah yeah but yeah. they know how to brew so, so that's true uh, right and they do loggers every day versus me who does it twice once, a year whatever, once yeah right. exactly right. that right <laughs> and so um, I had a good, strong uh, primary fermentation, so I thought I had a good chance, but obviously not. Um, so I, end, obviously no. I, I did a primary at 50 degrees for nine days, then stepped it down a couple degrees a day to 40, and then held it there for two weeks. I was doing tests um, where you take two samples of the beer, and you heat one up to about 140 for about 10 minutes, and then cool it down to room temperature, and then you kind of smell the difference because that heating will uh, rapidly convert the diastole precursors into diastole, so that way you can mm-hmm. smell the the two mm-hmm. and see if there's a difference. And uh, after two weeks, it got to the point where I couldn't really smell yeah. a difference. And so then I started stepping it down a couple degrees a day to 33 and then held it there for three weeks. So that's that 140 degree range. That's the danger zone where they're really trying to, you want to, you want to get through that as quick as you can. When right. You're bringing exactly. Your, bringing your temperature down. Yeah. I don't know. That yeah. almost doesn't sound Seems. worth it. I mean, you could do a diastole rest in a few days and start bringing your temperature down. This one, you waited hmm. two weeks and it didn't really work. Yeah, but it, it accomplishes. It's an interesting experiment though. Sure. I mean, uh, and it, and you're accomplishing other things. During that time, with with different compounds settling out and the yeast falling out and everything else, m- quicker than if you're at 58 or something mm. yeah. um, during your diastole rest. But obviously, in this case, it it didn't improve the beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe um, it was worse. Sounds like it was so, worse. Yeah, yeah it could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. you um, never know. And then just one weird thing is I. Um, the yeast just didn't want to settle out even after all that time um i had to use uh four times the dosage of biofine that we use at heretic in order to get it it, even as clear as it is Hmm. um it was just super murky well you did a good um, job so it looks clear it it looks real nice i don't know if you guys caught on to that but it it looks really good it does look very nice yeah so i I did that 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 american lager you should settle out but um yeah i mean next time use the use the german lager yeast and that's one of that's one of my first changes that i'm going to do and And maybe try that try that diastole rest again and i'm sure that you know gordon beers is using using the german yeast and and, uh yeah (laughs) yeah they definitely use a a strain from weinstefan yeah yeah Yeah. so use that one and and go for it again and give it a try i mean it's worth worth a shot maybe maybe go a little higher on the temperature i don't know you can try to for that for that diastole rest just to make sure you get it all out of there and go a little longer be patient Mm -hmm. with it i don't know sounds like you spent a lot of time and work on this beer i hate to bag on it but it was yeah it's fine you should Warren's married. He's used to it. That's all right. He's used to that, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, right. and the extra biofine yeah. might have stripped out some of the hot flavor. Oh, that's in there true too. too huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. It's not yeah. bad, but it could use a touch more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Thanks, Warren, for bringing your beer in. You're yes. welcome. You can, you can stick around and, and uh, commercial, commercially calibrate against uh, Celebration? Yeah, I feel like Celebration would be a good calibration beer for the Hellas style. I think so, too. Um, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, stay with us then, Warren. You're more than welcome, too. And then uh, you at home in podcast land, uh, hang out at the end of the jump. Go grab your uh, Celebration Ale because uh, it's so delicious. Everyone should have some. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the five star solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800 782 7019. 800 782 7019 and get the five star treatment today. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at monsterbrewinghardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and in to win. Thanks for sticking with us. Before we get started, I do want to tell you about the brand new book from the Brewers Association called A Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. 
Uh, if you're interested in opening a brewery, man, this guide is the guide for you. Uh, that has Dick Cantwell of Elysian Brewing up there in Seattle, uh, covering ingredients, financing, business plans, quality assurance, sustainability practices, distribution, wastewater, and more for any prospective brew pub and packaging brewery owner. He walks you through planning and execution uh, required to turn craft brewing dreams into your monetary reality folks this is what it's going to be man uh the you know the the, the brewing world is, is full of a lot of pits and perils and all this kind of stuff uh but dick Cantwell walks you through it it's the brewers association guide to starting your own brewery please check it out uh it will definitely help you get on the right path to uh you know proper brewery management that's right, right? you gotta yeah. keep that cash flow flowing to keep that dream alive that's true <laughs> wow <laughs> Lee is a silver-tongued devil over there. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I think Lee's going to start doing my life. You have plenty of time to keep that dream alive when you're living in a van down by that's the river. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. the other dream. Right. You just don't wake Lee up. That's, that's, all that's, that's the dream where you wake up screaming yeah. in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> I've been told by more than a few brewers it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, hey, man, but a lot of more power to you. If you want to do it and you want to do it right, this guide will help you out, that's for sure. I live yeah. in the van so my house can have all the fermenters. Yeah. <laughs> my house is a licensed brewery. Yeah. I have to live here. Well, the way Beverly's uh you know, tightened up in there with a she has a parka on <laughs> in her little booth. Wow. Where we can for, we can log her. I know you can't hear yeah. me because you don't have your headphones on. Um You can see her eyes over out, out of her jacket. Yeah. We can log her in her little soundproof booth. <laughs> which is why she can't hear me. She says, I can't hear you. Yeah, because you you don't have your headphones on. That parka would make for great temperature control. I'm sure it would. It's not doing a very not good enough. job for her. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a real thin parka. Or making fun of you. Okay. She heard it's that. keeping her at a constant 66 degrees back there. All right. So commercial calibration. Why do we do commercial calibration, Brian? Well, this is so that the, uh, you know, it's it's an interactive score sheet. Usually, uh, that's it's not a, a test. The There's intent of the show yeah. is interactive score sheet, but right. it tends to be with somebody that, you know, the listeners could care l- less about, you know, mm-hmm. like some brewer from Pennsylvania or, or, or you know, from Warren. Heretic Brewing Company. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone um, has to win tonight, so that's yeah, why we're doing the commercial calibration. But this this way, you, the listener, get to listen and taste with us, and we try to pick beers that are, you know, going to be commonly available uh, and are classic examples of the style. So, uh, since Celebration Ale from Sierra Nevada is a classic example of the IPA currently in the current guidelines, it it, it uh, we decided to uh, and I had some in my fridge this morning that. I've been sipping and uh, enjoying this this time yeah. of year as I always do. Brian's favorite breakfast beer. I also like brewing a clone <laughs> of it and trying to trying to duplicate this beer, which it is, makes me work faster. So yeah, it's a right. it's a fresh hop beer. It's kind of fun this time of year. And I thought it'd be fun to do this one. So yeah, I agree. I yeah. I really enjoy it, and uh, you know we want to do it so you can learn at home what flavors we're tasting. It's it, like Brian is saying. It's very hard for us to sit here and taste Warren's Hellas and have you go, oh, I, I kind of get that. I mean, Brian and Lee are pretty descriptive and. I think they do a really good job figuring out what the, the, the flavor profile is and, and kind of translating it to you. But unless you have that particular beer in front of you, it's a little difficult. So Exactly we, what does ass taste like? Yeah, I don't even understand. What does blah, blah, mean? Well, I just um, put my ass in it. He did. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, yeah. Post-boil. Yeah. That's how he got the he filter. Right. Right. That might be everything that you were tasting. All his ass hair. Right. Just yeah, filtered well, out all the... Yeah. It's really great. Um, so oh, you yeah. can you can go buy Celebration because it's relatively fresh across the country. Sierra Nevada have a, a pretty wide distribution network. And uh, it'll pretty much taste the same depending on how it was treated That as we're you know drinking here. So... Hopefully we can calibrate your palates to a little bit of what we're tasting, and uh, we can all be better brewers. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. That sounds so, so nice. Yes. And yeah. tasters. And tasters. Yes. Shall we jump into this beer? Do it, Brian. Right. You're ready, dude. Uh, aroma wise, I'm getting uh, you know medium uh, classic citrusy hops with a faintly piney and lightly floral uh, background notes in there. Uh, a little bit of a nice resiny thing in there that's really pleasant. And um, uh, malt-wise, it's got a medium-low, sweet, and lightly caramelly malt. Uh, a little bit of toast in there underneath, but um, and uh, the esters are, are just pleasant, kind of uh, neutral, fruity esters. A little kind of apple and and um, citrus, nothing too intense there on the 
esters front, but it's nice ale esters, smooth, no faults, clean. Um, Appearance-wise, it's a nice, pretty, deep reddish amber color with uh, brilliant clarity. And uh, the head is off-white. It starts kind of medium and has fairly good retention in there. It sticks around, uh, clings to the glass a little bit. looks nice. Um, you know, some of the hops might be contributing to that. You hear that, Warren? Everything a beer should be. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Mine looks real nice. It's clear. No, that's right. And gold. Yeah. Flavor wise, it's it's a uh, you know it's 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 a little bit malty for an IPA. The malt is is kind of medium, it is, right? Medium, medium, low, but it's rich in flavor for what's there. It's you know there's some caramel, some bread, a little bit of toast. It's, it's clean and and uh, no no harshness or you know biting quality to the malt. Just just smooth and and uh, but it's definitely balanced you know to the hops somewhat. Uh, it, it's for an IPA, it's it's malt on, you know towards the maltier side, but still. Reaches that balance of you know those citrusy resiny hops are coming out over the top of that malt. What were you saying? I think that's why it, it kind of for me stands out among you know red beers or red IPAs or because it has that caramel, but then it has that toasty quality also, and I think yeah. kind of mm-hmm. uh, reduces the the sweetness factor that you can kind of get if yeah. I can make up a term with uh, uh, when you use a, a big charge of crystal malt. Because you're a crystal hater. Right. I hate crystals. Yeah. The holistic healing power of crystals. <laughs> The dark crystal, but you know what I mean. It it, it puts it in yeah, balance and, yeah. and kind of it layers it with the hop and kind of it's got puts some, an end cap on some it, complexity in there to the malt. Yeah. Even though there's it's a it's a hop balanced beer, so yeah, uh, it's clean. It finishes medium dry. The hops linger into the aftertaste. Those you know the citrusiness is just a classic, um, you know, kind of centennial and um, um, uh, Chinook kind of flavors in there. That uh, you know a little bit of of um, Citrusy and uh, what are the um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Grapefruity kind of flavors. Um, yeah, so clean ale, no faults here either in the flavor and medium bodied as far as the body goes. Medium, medium high carbonation. It's it's a little pe- little peppy. Uh, you know, maybe a faint hop drive to stringency, which you always kind of get in IPAs. Not not harsh or anything in this case. Mm-hmm. It's just. You get a little bit of that feel on your on your tongue, but it's it's would it be more pronounced because it's fresh hop. Like it's a little more kind of uh, organic, uh, which is a dumb well, thing to say. Well, it might be a little more pronounced because there's a lot of hops in there, and mm-hmm. and because the carbonation is pushing it a little hard too. But it's, again, it's not harsh. It's it's, it's not not very creamy or anything. But you know, it's got maybe a little bit of a carbonic thing uh, um, attacking in the mouthfeel, but not not harsh. So just uh, just a bit of that, and it's. You know, and and you kind of like that with an IPA too. It's like a little like okay, boom. You know, hey, this kind of hits your palate, and it's it's you know still pretty fresh in the season. It it, it maybe came out a month ago or something like that. It's not been yeah. Out, I think beginning of November or not something been out like too that. long. Yeah. So no, not at all. yeah, overall, just I, I find this to be a lovely beer. We have a pretty good bottle of it here. Um, it's it's definitely malty for what you consider. Modern IPAs these days, which which seem to get lighter and lighter, so maybe uh, more of a kind of a classic IPA where you can allow a little more malt and a little more intensity in that flavor, balancing with the hops, where it's not just like okay, here's your hops and there's a little malty thing underneath it supporting it that's just barely there. This has some pretty substantial malt, and I I like that. I think it 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 meets the style. Was perhaps a bit heavier on the caramel flavors for um, you know for what a IPA is considered to be these days, but uh, you know, and and like you said, uh, the next year there's going to be uh, style guidelines where there's all different kinds of IPAs, and as people have created, you know, sixteen different kinds of IPAs, <laughs> the, the the judging community just has to keep keep up with them, and uh, so yeah, this is this is more of a reddish IPA, and it's 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 pleasant for what it is, and, and maybe there'll uh, be a good one. But yeah, that that uh, <laughs> maybe one day there'll yeah. be a good one. If that malt wasn't as, as intense and caramely, it would, the hops would shine through a little, a little better. That's the thing. It's like it's it's advertised as a fresh hop beer, which is also a, there's a distinction as far as um, fresh hop versus wet hop beer. And uh, you know, so our listeners know, a fresh hop beer is a beer that has been made with hops that were just harvested this year, and they can't brew the beer until they come out. Uh, and they're um, they're processed and packaged for storage, you know, into uh, and and uh, you know they're they're not uh, they're dried and and they're they're sent to the brewery. 
uh, like they would be if they're you know just just packaged for for storage for whatever. Yeah, uh, it's not like a, a fresh hop IPA, which is or I mean, a, a, sorry, a, a, a wet, wet hop, hop IPA, wet hop, yeah. where they take them straight from the field to the brewery within hours and 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 drop them in the beer. So you're getting the you know all the liquid that still remains in the hops, uh, liquid you know whatever moisture content is yeah. still in the hops stays in it while they're brewing it. So it gives a little different. Uh, flavor profile, but it's you know it it's, does, been, yeah. it's been minimally processed. It's still about as fresh as you're going to get for for hop flavors, and it's <laughs> it's pretty pretty lovely. So yeah, I like the beer. I gave it a, a 42, and just I thought it was a good bottle of it, and it meets the style it's just slightly more caramely than you expect from modern IPAs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think this one is is kind of hard to, to to do. I've always yeah, I've always kind of thought it's like a little bit of an oddball. If you look through all the other lists of the IPAs and the current yeah. BGCB guidelines, it's a little bit of an outlier. But it, if you read through the the style guidelines, it does fit, and you can allow up you know to a, a, a deep um, amber you know kind of color in a, in an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's um, I think even the new guidelines, the suggested ones, it says the color range from medium gold to light reddish amber. So you know. It's still a little out in there, there. Yeah. yeah, on the dark side, but it works. Lee, it's good. what do you think, man? It's a good beer. <clears throat> I great. Say, uh, I agree with most of what Brian said. Sort of lime and grapefruit, a little bit of pine in the hops. Ooh, lime, yeah, yeah, okay. lime zest. Yeah. Um, moderate to low hop intensity in the aroma for an IPA. It's, it's very sort of for an IPA, and it's, it's something to keep in mind. No, this is not a new beer. This is not last year's brewery. Right. I, I don't know if they've changed the recipe over time or not. They say they don't. Um, and maybe they haven't, and I would really? believe it, because this, this is very much like an IPA that probably existed before the the great IPA boom of the early 2000s hit us. Mm. You know, it was a little more even balance between the malt and the hops. Yeah. And this one definitely has a higher expression of the, the crystal malt than most, mm-hmm. um, which sort of puts it kind of outside what most people think of as an IPA these days in some way. But it's, yeah. This, this bottle was packaged. Oh, merit. It's great. 11, 18, 14. Sounds about wow. right. Just before Thanksgiving. And uh, they first brewed this uh, in 1981. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been way ahead of its time then. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very nice. I beer. thought they changed I mean, the recipe every year. Uh, maybe you're thinking of Anchor Christmas. I, I don't know. That, that's their big thing is that they never change this recipe. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Anchor Christmas is different every year. Sure. Yeah. This yeah. one I don't think is. Oh, okay. It seems um, to me like it's gotten a tiny bit lighter over the years, though. Like, yeah, but, not, uh, not but, drastic change. But it might be no, a but process they tweaked thing. it a little bit. A little bit, but I, I mean, I think it's just our yeah. palate shift. I think sure. it's just my eyes fading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see be. as well as I yeah. used to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell, I, tell it to Warren. Right. Yeah. Mine has faded already. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. see better than you used to. Oh, right. Yeah. It got better. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a nice beer. I mean, it's, it's, it's compared to any of the current crop of IPAs, it's maltier. It's very mm-hmm. caramel malt forward. It's on the dark side. I wouldn't say it's out. It's malty. It's, it's probably pushing or maybe passing the edge of what people consider to be a, a sort of an IPA by current styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but on its own merits, it's great. I mean, it is it's sold. A, remember, yeah. it's sold as a Christmas ale, basically. Right. You could mm-hmm. almost view this as a Category 23, where it's a basic IPA with a, the specialty edition being a little extra crystal ball. <laughs> um, yeah. And actually, that would work great for describing yeah. this beer. It's it's really nice. It's clean. It's well-balanced. It is not harsh or over-the-top or anything like that. It's got a wonderful hot presentation. It's got a nice dollop of crystal malt flavor mm-hmm. uh, underneath. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of ice. Get kind of some red berry esters in here. Mm-hmm. It's a really pleasant balance. It's a very nice beer. Yeah. It is really not quite to style by current IPA guidelines, and I probably Nazi'd it a bit down for that. I gave it a 36, but I think on its own merits, it's better than that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Gave it an eight for an overall, which would put it up. If you just multiply that up to fifty, I give it about a forty points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not quite a current IPA, but I don't care. I like it. Yeah, uh, maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, this is this is much more like the IPAs you would have gotten back <clears throat> in the nineties. I think so too. And 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 I, Warren, I don't know if you and I were talking about this, but it, it seems like breweries that were around in the eighties and nineties, uh, but more, probably more so the eighties, seem to do more crystal malt. Beers yeah. like mm-hmm. Rogue, which is my mm-hmm. favorite beer brewery of all time. Uh, brewed, uh, c- considering this was brewed in '81, the first time I think Sierra Nevada can fall into that category. Um, you know, Sam Adams, I, th- Stone. I think Stone, sure, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's something that, people do less. I mean, IPAs yeah. these days are pushing to no crystal malt. I mean, it's just and I think a lot of beers are in general and, and just blazing ice. Yeah, hop delivery yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your well, and, and kind of nowadays, yeah, East Coast is kind of the term given to the sweeter finishing IPAs, not necessarily as dark a crystal as this one is, but I mean, sometimes I guess uh, that have kind of the medium crystal character. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, now West Coast is kind of pushing the the style, like you're saying, how it's not quite an IPA, which I, to me, I would score it higher um, as a 23 specialty. Uh, like the IPA plus Crystal Malt Right, exactly. Yeah, no, Versus I, if I it was just that. IPA, it'd just be like, uh, this isn't really an IPA, according to the BJCP. Yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of dancing um, on the pin here. but Right, because <laughs> yeah. to me, especially, I get a lot in the aroma, too, even the Crystal. Like, it makes the the, mm-hmm. the pine with a bit of grapefruit, but it's sweet even in the aroma, which yeah. you can get uh, sweetness, the apparent sweetness from hops if you hop enough, but this is a particularly caramely sweetness to me right. that yeah. comes across. It is. That's what's in there. And, and, the, and it's fine. Yeah, and the other thing is, I mean, this is just a classic Cascade Centennial beer. Sure. There's there's no hop in here that was bred within the last 40 years. Right. <laughs> these are all old school, for, for America, these are all old school hops. Yeah. And it's yeah. a very nice blend. I, the one thing I don't like, it's 7% or 6.8. It is almost 7, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's, that's totally an IPA range. Yeah. 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 Hate it. Drop that shit. And it's just the thing you need when going home to visit the relatives on the holidays. Right. Yeah. It's the yeah. winter warmer. Either for them or for you. <laughs> Mom's a winter warmer. Bevo needs one. She's looking like the Michelin man in there. Oh my God, look at her. Did you call her fat? Uh, well, just her, her white puffy yeah. jacket. Looks like the right. tires, right? Beverly. She can't even hear me. It doesn't no, matter. No. She's, she's watching re- House. She's right. retracted her head into her jacket like a, she's a turtle. No. She has three laptops yeah. in there and it, two monitors, and she's watching House on a Kindle. It's lupus, Bevo. <laughs> it's always Jesus. lupus. It's always. Always lupus. Well, um, thank you guys for the uh, commercial calibration. We have a couple housekeeping items to go through. Um, The winner of the Grog Tag $40 gift certificate for the At Least Your Beer Will Look Good. Who could it be? Gift certificate should be Warren. But I feel like. I feel like. Is it Sierra Nevada? No. No. Uh, uh, I feel like I don't know. Maybe Warren, since he is a, an employee of the Brewery Network, my beer did look good. That was the only thing it had. But going I don't know for if you it. should. I don't know if you should get the. Uh, I don't know if you should get a prize. Because oh well, no! Right, you're a, you're a, you're employees. A, my point. Usually... My point was that that wasn't the problem with my beer. Warren no, I know. And my guys. point is that you're an employee, and, and you know, right? Would and you? Would, how would you feel about giving your gift to get to uh, someone in the chat room? Uh, great. All right. Actually, yeah. Um, and then, well, so, to Sierra again, Nevada. there's, yeah, yeah I, I would actually appreciate well, sending it to Sierra Nevada. Well, here we go. So we have, we have a new sponsor, uh, High Gravity Homebrew, and they are, uh, they are, uh, coming on to, you know, they don't really, they feel like it's unbalanced right now. So they want to give a prize pack to the highest scoring beer. All right. And uh, which in this case would be Sierra Nevada, but they are a commercial brewery and they don't really, so I think I should give, the uh, the high gravity uh, homebrewing and winemaking supplies pack to someone in the chat room. Great. So you although get- I did get two twenty nines. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's you think that makes you by special? my math that's like fifty eight. <laughs> and so I think Sierra <laughs> yeah. Nevada's highest was forty two. Well, so. maybe. And his beer already did look good, so he right. needs the other prize more. <laughs> Well, I don't think you should get anything. That's fine. You should get shit. I don't deserve anything. No. And right. so, speaking of deserving, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the person in the chat room who is going to get both of your gifts, not oh, one, but one two. One person is getting both? One person is getting both. This wow. person is here at every show. They're in the chat room at every show. Don't look behind you. There's no one behind you. Well, you said they were here. Right, in the chat room. Oh. Yeah, listening to every show. Lulu Gumshoe, ladies and Oh, all right. So, Lulu if you want to is... be like Lulu, pay Lurking. attention to our show. Come in the chat room. Hang yeah. out with us. Yeah. So, Lulu, I will get all your stuff to you. Uh, thanks to GrogTag. You can go to GrogTag.com and use code BNARMY to get 10% off. And uh, thank you to HighGravityBrew.com. Go ahead and check them out. They're the newest sponsor of Dr. Homebrew. Go show them some love. Uh, they've been around for a long time, man. They, they do a lot of cool stuff sponsoring for the uh, NHC and all that kind of stuff. So uh, check them out. Desiree over there is a really nice person. And uh, they have some good stuff, man. HighGravityBrew. Dot yeah, com. Nice. And woohoo cool. for Lulu. Way to go, Lulu. Woohoo for Lulu. Yeah. Yeah. That's done. Um, and then, uh, you know, while you're poking around the internet, head over to the AHA and become a member if you haven't. Or buy a membership for a gift. If you, if you forget to buy 
someone a gift, like a friend or a neighbor or your lawyer or your uh, parole officer or something like that, get them a, a gift certificate to uh, – not a gift certificate, but a gift membership to the AHA. They, uh, they help us in homebrewing rights. They help us in homebrewing education. You get access to a magazine, and all they ask of you is just to join their little organization. It's not hard, yeah, yeah. and you get so much out of it. Yeah, like discounts at most of the good beer bars and brew pubs around right. the country. I mean, you'll pay <laughs> and the hop back grenade. out of that. If, yeah. if it's a place you want to be, you'll probably list. get a discount. That's true. Being yeah. an HA member. That's right. Yeah. Plus, uh, homebrewing home being legal in like almost in like 100 all states. Of the states. I think it's all the states, states, all the states now. They finally got yeah. all the states. That's great. Alabama. That's There's the some way to, way to hang in there. Right. Yeah, good job, yeah. Alabama. They're doing the best work. Yeah. So anyway, check them out. AHA. You guys know all about them. Um, thank you well, once again to our uh, sponsor, Five Star. We couldn't do it without you guys. FiveStarChemicals.com, everybody. Five Check them out. And, uh, yeah, go be nice to all of our sponsors. They're all really nice people, man, and they want to help you make some good beer. So, uh, Warren, thanks a lot um, for coming in. You're thanks, welcome. Warren. And bringing your uh, beer. Yeah. That's, that's well, what you call it, your beer? Yeah. yeah. I'll bring Warren. a cake over to your house so you can help finish it. Oh, that'd be great. I really like drinking right. terrible beer. I mean, if I'm, you like m- corn... Um, I, I don't. Oh, well, I do, well. but on the cob. I'm more of a cob guy than like a cream mm. guy. Just well, uh, eat it with right. salsa. It'll taste like chips. Yeah, salsa. <laughs> is it salsa weather? Mm. See, this is my problem. California. It's we could ask, salsa we could ask Bevo if she was listening. Yeah, no, she's watching House. Oh, right. Bevo, it's lupus. <laughs> it's always lupus. <laughs> lupus. Lupus. Or ticks. <laughs> Lyme disease. Oh, one time it was ticks. There was it's not a, lupus. There was a tick in a girl's vision. Oh wow! And the house pulled it out in the elevator. Oh, it was it was a very intense episode. I saw that. Sounds one. like an intense yeah. episode. I just, speaking of ticks, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. Doctor Homebrew. Yeah, thanks, Warren. Yeah, thanks. appreciate yeah. it. First for the weather channel now or like right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to uh, come on, Doctor Homebrew, and have this uh, kind of riveting conversation, yeah, don't say what he did. Shoot me an email, <laughs> JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. We're looking to fill Warren's spot now. Yeah, we're looking for a few good beers. Yeah, we and are. Bad right. ones too. That's why I'm not coming back. Right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, Brian Lee, appreciate it very Thank much. You. Beverly, thanks for freezing in there. And uh, thanks, all of you, for listening. And uh, we'll catch you later on Dr. Home, everybody. Take care. <laughs>